0: mm <laughs> Welcome to the Bahamas Bowl Preview Show, presented by E3 Construction. The Bahamas Bowl Preview Show is brought to you by Middle Tennessee Electric, your locally owned electric cooperative and your trusted energy advisor. Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now. Here's your host, the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip
1: Walters. Let's go! Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Bahamas Bowl preview show as we come to you from the Atlantis Resort in Nassau. Chip Walters here, glad to have uh, Dr. Sidney McPhee is our leadoff hitter tonight, but want to tell you first of all that E3 Construction Company Incorporated is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics. E3 was founded in 2003 by Stephanie Evans, a former Blue Raider cheerleader, dance team captain, and a graduate of the accounting and CIM programs. E3 is proud to present today's bowl game preview show, and, and uh, Dr. McPhee, mm-hmm. uh, we're here in paradise for a bowl game, and, uh, and your home country
2: has, has welcomed us with open arms yet again. No better place to be but in the Bahamas, and uh, we're all excited to be here, Chip.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: What does it mean
1: for you personally to have uh, the football team that represents the school that, that you lead uh, to be invited to back to this
2: country now twice? Well, it means a lot, uh, Chip, and this, as you said, this is the second time I'm not sure how many university president in the United States has the opportunity at least once to uh, take their team back to their hometown. Um, it, it instills a great deal of pride, um, and for me, uh, with most of my family still living here and a lot of friends, um, it's, a, it's, it's exciting and it shows uh, how well the university has um, progress over the years not just in football and athletics but also academics because we have an opportunity quite frankly to uh, showcase the university uh, and the reason why i'm i'm having i have this suit on here <laughs> is i just um, came from a counselor reception uh... that i hosted for about thirty counselors from the bahamas uh, and it was to um, give them information about the university. It was pretty much a recruiting uh, trip, and we have a number of students from the Bahamas that was very successful today. So we accomplished two objectives.
1: Well, it's my understanding, and let me see if my numbers are right, because, you know, I deal in stats on the mm-hmm. radio broadcast. 76 students are
2: already or currently enrolled at Middle Tennessee. Is that somewhere close? That, that is. That is very close. And, in fact, um, uh, a year ago, prior to the pandemic, was over 100 students uh, mm-hmm. that were enrolled at the university. And as you know, the Bahamas being a um, Caribbean and a former British colony, reproduced really some outstanding students. And just this past Saturday at graduation, there were three Bahamian students that graduated. And so we um, we recruit pretty heavily here because of the caliber of students that we get um, from the Bahama Islands. Well, and speaking of that, um, I
1: know for a fact that when the hurricane hit, mm-hmm. hit this country and in particular in the town of Nassau, that there was the, one of the first things that happened was that every Bahamian student was checked on. They right. had to see how they and their families were. And then there was a relief effort mm-hmm. uh, that, that you helped lead to come here and, uh, and do what you could
2: for your hometown. Absolutely, and uh, you know, this is an opportunity to thank all of our Blue Raider fans and uh, alums that contributed over $100,000 to uh, Raider Relief Fund to help uh, the Bahamian students and their families when Doran hit. And interesting enough, there were several counselors who were from schools that our students were from, and uh, they thanked us um, for the support that we had given them with medicine, food, clothes. Etc. cetera. So it's been a great partnership. Yep. Now, what
1: are the programs that international students seek out the most at Middle
2: Tennessee? Uh, business accounting, um, aviation, uh, chemistry, uh, and computer science. Those are the the top uh, programs that uh, Bohemian students uh, choose to major in. Well,
1: it's uh, in 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 all of those it, a lot of those in the in the Jones College of Business, which uh, mm-hmm. is is world renowned uh, within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are able to come back on a trip like this, mm-hmm. how much time do you spend? business-wise and are you able to carve out time to go to go visit with your family?
2: Unfortunately I have very little uh, time to carve out to to visit a family because it is really a business trip. Mm -hmm. Um, There are uh, you know events that as not only as part of the bowl but as just mentioned to you um, part of our recruiting for an example uh, late on this week we'll be hosting a group of students at uh, one of the hotels um, in town, uh, their uh, prospective students and their parents. So I wish I would have um, more time uh, to to be in the sun, but uh, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, work calls. And uh, uh, I am not complaining at all. I think it's a great opportunity Uh, to represent the university and continue to showcase what we are all about at MTSU.
1: Well the bowl game is kind of a a great celebration to end the calendar year as far as athletics are concerned Mm -hmm. and uh, here about a month ago we had a wonderful Uh, kickoff celebration to uh, the Build Blue campaign that is uh, that's gonna set the athletic department up from facilities for the next 20 to 30 to 40 years
2: how excited are you about the prospects of that getting completed well it's a game-changer and uh, we we now have the resources to not just talk about it but really get it done so we're in the design phase and I think it will certainly put uh, MTSU at another level to compete not only within the league but also to prepare us for the next time uh, there is uh, some uh, you know, realignment in, in college athletics. We've got a really a great group of um, athletic teams that are doing exceptionally well. The area that we needed to improve in is of course the facilities and uh, as you know we've been working very hard over the last couple of years to get to this point. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. I I can't wait to see it finished and uh, to see our fans, you know, come to the campus and just be blown away because it really is going to be. Uh, that impressive. Yeah
1: I, th- I think you're exactly
2: right. Well mm-hmm. I want to take this opportunity to thank you and, and the First
1: Lady Dr. Or, or Elizabeth McPhee mm-hmm. for all the support throughout the year and and uh, want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and thank you for being our leadoff hitter on this bowl preview show today and let's go Blue Raiders.
2: Thank you Chip and I just want to thank you for the many many years um, of service that you've given this university. You've been the voice of Blue Raiders for years, and uh, I just want you to know we all in Blue Raider Nation appreciate you, and you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and get some sun in before Thank uh, you, you leave this place. Thank okay? you. I <laughs> appreciate that uh, encouragement on that. Dr. Sidney McPhee joins us
1: on our Bahamas Bowl preview show. We'll take a break right here and have more right after this as you listen and watch from Nassau, Bahamas from Learfield. E3 Construction Company, Inc. is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics.
3: E3 was founded in 2003 by Ms. Stephanie Evans, a former Blue Raider cheerleader, dance team captain, and is a graduate of the accounting and CIM programs. E3 Construction Company has pledged to donate to the Blue Raider Athletic Association for each interception by your Blue Raider defense. Let's go Blue Raiders!
6: It's red. With heated seats. Serious air conditioning. And that uh, little compartment thingy, you know, where you put your sunglasses. You found the perfect car. Now get the perfect loan with Ascend. We've got low rates, flexible terms, and you can apply online at Ascend.org or at any of our branch locations. I'm going to name her Betty. Auto Loans from Ascend Federal Credit Union. Banking without the bank. Ascend is federally insured by NCUA. All loans are subject to credit approval.
1: Welcome back into our Bahamas Bowl preview show from the Atlantis Resort in Nassau, Bahamas. We're presented today by E3 Construction Company Incorporated. Also wanna remind you, today's show is brought to you in part by Bud Light. Bud Light proudly welcomes Middle Tennessee fans back to the stadium this year. Bud Light is for the fans, and Coach Rick Stockstill joins us with his comments about this trip. and And one of your stated goals every year is is to is to be playing in December, or one time we played in early January, yeah. but but to still be playing and practicing this time of year.
8: Yeah, Chip, it's. Uh... I told the team while we were home when it was cold, I said, if you're practicing when it's cold like this in December, that's a good thing. So uh, now we're in where it's hot, which is even better. But no, I'm proud of this team. and. And uh, what they overcame this year from a diversity standpoint, with the injuries and the sicknesses that we that we dealt with throughout the year. So uh, this is a good thing, and it's a, what a, what a great way to to end your season here in the Bahamas Bowl.
9: Yeah,
1: absolutely is. It's Middle Tennessee's second trip to come to the Bahamas, and uh, it, it has its own unique challenges to come down here. But you know, the thing is, you just got to be able to flow, be able to adjust, and everything's going to turn out. Okay.
8: Yeah, Chip, you know, and I, I think this year with all the COVID protocols, you know, it, it just added on uh, to the everything that you had to do from, a, you know, a, an organizational standpoint. There's a lot of logistics uh, that we had to deal with and go through that you didn't have to go through six years ago. Um, but like I always say, the key to happiness is flexibility. And uh, when you come to an island, you've got to be flexible uh, because you're dealing with Uh, you know just smaller buses you know we got so many buses going to practice you know all the passport stuff that you have to deal with and go through so uh, coach Brock and uh, you know Eric Bartlett and and Jan Worley and and everybody uh, Eli Miller everybody Larry Maples those guys have done a fantastic job uh, of making this is a a smooth operation down here
1: I tell you uh, talking about all the buses you have down here. How would you describe the bus drivers here in the Bahamas?
8: Uh, they they highly recommend it if you need a if you're in a hurry or you're not in a hurry and you want to get somewhere quick. You know, hire hire a bus driver that's in bus one because that sucker is a machine. He's, uh, I mean, the streets are about as wide as a a basketball lane, free throw lane, and uh, they're riding those buses through there, honking that horn, and it's. Uh, it's a highlight of the day really when we
1: get we get in that bus and go it, it is something else yep. it, it really is between the hotel and the stadium uh monday was the travel day the guys got the afternoon and the evening to kind of just have have a lot of fun what is your philosophy and and and, and your and the way you practice about balancing the fun part and the work part
8: yeah chip um You know, especially with some of these early bowls like this, you don't have as many days to practice at the site of the bowl. So, like, you know, here, I mean, we got up at 4 o'clock on Monday, and, uh, you know, we're in the Murphy Center parking lot there, and, you know, then you're waiting there about an hour, hour and a half, and loading everybody up, and then you go to the airport, and you're waiting there for a couple hours to get off the bus. It's a couple-hour flight. It's a couple hours you know, getting through customs and everything and getting to the getting to Atlanta. So that was a full day there. So we lost Monday's opportunity to practice. We practiced Tuesday and we went in uh, pads and then Wednesday. And then today, Thursday, we went in uh, shorts, Wednesday and, and today. And uh, so I told our team, we had to get the majority of our work done while we were in Murfreesboro. And it was even harder this year because the week that we practiced at home those eight days, nine days it was in the middle of finals, so you were juggling trying to balance finals and practice and everything there so there was a lot of this was a lot of a lot of planning went into this this bowl and how we practiced and uh because of everything that it entailed but uh like I said, we tried to get all our work done, most of our work done there uh Tuesday was a good practice here in pads and then uh you know get ready to play this game
1: well one of the other things that you've had to uh to fold in there is is national signing day and coach stock has his cell phone right by by his side but and and I want to tell people uh, if you want full coverage of of the uh, signees for the Blue Raiders, go to com. But uh, just in some general thoughts about this December signing class, uh, are you being able to fill some needs or, you know, everybody's with the transfer portal, who's going out the door, who's coming in the door. It's still, uh, that's one of those things that I guess will still yet to reveal itself.
8: Yeah, Chip, uh, you know, I'm a little nervous for tomorrow or for Wednesday, just because of, you know, being out of the country and emails and, you know, all the, getting all the, the scholarship stuff in uh, is a little concerning. Uh, but I think we'll sign, you know, we'll hopefully, you know, we'll have signed, a, you know, a good nucleus uh, of guys and, you know, not, not, a full class not even close to a full class because like you said the transfer portal and then also you know you still got to manage your team you know yeah. there may be guys that leave your team you know after after the game so uh, you know there's a lot of things that uh, that you've still got to juggle from that standpoint but I feel good where we're at.
1: And our final minute here together uh, thoughts on your opponent for Friday?
8: You know it's uh Toledo's a very talented team, you know. uh, They got beat by Notre Dame earlier in the year, you know, by four points. And, you know, they lost, I think, four games, uh, you know, by, you know, less than a touchdown or less, a one-score game. And, uh, you know, so very talented. They got good players. Their running back is uh, like the 11th leading rusher in the country. Uh, You know, they're very active. The quarterback can – you know, he's, he's mobile. He can get outside the pocket and buy time. He can run the ball. they got good skilled people at receiver. Um, then their defense is, you know, they're big up front and they're active, and they do a good job of tackling and keeping the ball in front of them. So this is a really talented team.
1: It's not hard to write the headline for this game. You've got the number one take away defense in the country against the number one take care of the ball offense that that that's going to be something to watch
8: yeah you know and and our defense has done a great job this year of turning people over and uh hopefully we can get a couple you know here in the game friday uh you know and then you know hopefully you know we do a good job uh we did a really good job at florida atlantic you know not turning the ball over and uh you know, if you do that, you know, it you gives yourself a chance every game. And especially, you know, when you're playing a team that, you know, has a history of not turning it over, you don't want to give them any extra at-bats.
1: All right, Stock, uh, good luck to you and all the guys, and thanks for the hospitality I, all year.
8: No, I appreciate you, Chip.
1: All right, Coach Rick Stockstall joining us here on the Bahamas Bowl preview show presented by E3 Construction. Back after this from Learfield.
10: You trained for this all year—endless hours of cardio, conditioning, and weights—and now you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand, through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance, all without spilling a drop of your ice cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans.
1: back into our Bahamas Bowl preview show presented by E3 Construction Incorporated. Glad to have a couple of Blue Raiders who helped make this an outstanding season. Uh, to my left, your right, DQ Thomas, the pride of Oxford, Mississippi, and Jaron Pierce, who uh, had an outstanding year for the Blue Raiders. And first of all, guys, and, and DQ, just kind of start with you a little bit. Talk about this year and, and how, what it feels like to end up in a place like uh, like Nassau, Bahamas.
11: Uh, you know, this year we had a lot of tough games, especially on the road. Um, we had a lot of adversity to overcome, but we fought through it and it just made the bah- the Bahamas, you know, a
1: little sweeter. Yeah, it does. And uh Jaren, what about you?
9: Yeah, like just uh, like D Q said, you know, we especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know, we battled a lot of adversity. You know, uh a lot of things was just happening, you know, that we had to adapt to very quickly. So um like he said now that we're here it makes it much sweeter.
1: Yeah, it, and, and I can I can absolutely see that. Um talk a little bit about uh, uh about the when you first got here on on Monday and uh what that felt like because I know you guys have played in Florida and things like that but a little bit different when you get here, isn't it?
11: Yeah. I mean, especially when you leave in a a jacket long <laughs> pants. You come over here <laughs> And the air not working on the bus, and you know, it was it was a good feeling though. You know, just to be over here, it was it was a good feeling. Yeah.
1: And, and uh Jaron, when we travel between the hotel and the stadium, we're not on the big buses like we normally are. We're on on smaller buses, and uh, we don't have interstates over here in the Bahamas. They're smaller city streets. But uh, those guys driving those buses, they're kind of. How would you describe those guys? <laughs>
9: I ain't gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> they drive fast, but in uh, California, it's kind of like the same way. You know, they everybody driving pretty fast, just like how he was, and you know, I guess that was just a part of the uh, Bahamas experience.
1: It was, it definitely was uh, an experience going between the the hotel and the stadium. Yeah. Um, JP, talk a little bit about uh, you, the practices you've had here because you guys. Uh, Monday was kind of a a long travel day, and uh, on Tuesday was the big heavy workload day, and everybody kind of got a lather going that day, didn't they? Mm -hmm,
9: mm -hmm. Talk a
1: little bit about what you guys were trying to get done.
9: Uh basically just trying to just be productive, you know, uh just get what we gotta get done so we could uh produce good and win the game on Friday, you know. We just have to just come to work, you know, and we know that we're on vacation but we also know that we're here for a reason. Yep. So at the same time we know when it's time to work we gotta work.
1: Yep, DQ, you guys on the defensive side have put in a lot of good work all year. Yes, you lead the nation in takeaways. How much of a point of pride is that for you guys?
11: I mean, when you work it every day, you know Coach Shafe got three drills to work every day, and they all taking the ball away. Um, so just to see the work that we put in actually get rewarded, like, it was it was sweet. We
1: loved it. Yeah. Loved now, it. the uh, the team you're going to be playing, mm-hmm. Toledo, mm-hmm. they are number one in the country in not giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of – the irresistible force against the immovable object here so uh you know how do, how do you guys get that edge to where you you guys force a turnover too because that could be key in this whole game uh probably just putting them in uncomfortable situations
11: you know that they're not used to being in you know we know they like to run the ball so making them pass a little more
1: tomorrow or friday yep um yeah stuff like that yep absolutely and and jaron you, you you talked as we started this off a little bit about things that the offense has had to overcome uh and and uh you guys are i mean when in an offense there's a lot of things that are timing related and and all of that and and, and you're you've had to you've had to play through this season with four different quarterbacks and to do that the timing changes everybody everybody delivers the ball a little bit differently whether it's a little bit different on the spin a little bit different on the speed whatever it might be uh, what has been the key for this offense to keep going and producing and uh, and getting to where they are and, and 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 like I said you know getting here makes it even maybe even a little bit sweeter because of all that
9: uh, I just feel like being able to just <clears throat> put the players in position because now we got a we have to change things now we gotta and it, we gotta really just start moving things around knowing uh each player's strengths because you know like you said with the third and uh went through four uh four quarterbacks you know like you said is the time is different everything about it is just different so it's just about repetition just you know just being able to <clears throat> uh, uplift the next man up, you know, especially at that position because that's a key position. So I just feel like that was the main thing. You know, we had to just keep the main thing the main thing, and that was just always keeping the energy uh, high on the offensive side of the ball and just being able to just – keep playing the game you know at the end of the day the game is still gonna have to be played uh, no matter how many changes no matter who's up
1: now you you know that you're gonna have Mike's gonna play some Mike Delello and also Nick Vadiato will well both of them will play is there much difference in the way that the, the style between those two guys and how they deliver the football to you receivers
9: uh for sure for sure I feel like Mike Mike is a runner, he's a hybrid, you know. Mike is a runner and he can get the ball out, you know. But I feel like Nick has great uh, pocket presence, you know. He has a great long ball, you know, and he's young, you know. So he has a lot of potential. So I just feel like with them two guys, it's going to be hard for the other team to actually, you know, try to contain one of them.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch both of those guys play in this bowl atmosphere. All right, DQ, we've got a minute left. I'm going to get 30 seconds from you. Best memories of the 2021 season? Best memories of the 20 20- – oh, got to be FAU
11: game. Yeah. We got both eligible. You know, uh, me and Ferg – well, Coach Shafe actually called up a play, and we executed it. Um, So, got to be FAU game, beating them to come here and enjoy this.
1: And then for you defensive guys, that was one time this year where two defensive linemen scored touchdowns mm-hmm. in the same game. That was big. Yeah. All right, JP, talk a little bit about uh, – about what what has been some of your best memories so far, or are they yet to come tomorrow?
9: (laughs) Nah, like, (laughs) I ain't going to lie, the FAU game was special. Yeah. It was just special, like, for everybody to just see, you know, and, you know, the offensive side we had to do, we had to do, defensive side, as you see, did what they had to do. So, just seeing them, just us, just being happy like that, that was my best memory.
1: All right, guys, go get them, okay? Yes, sir. All right, Jaron Pierce, D.Q. Thomas joining us here, and you're listening to Blue Raider football from Learfield.
0: You trained for this all year Endless
10: hours of cardio conditioning and weights And now you are ready Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance All without spilling a drop of your ice-cold Bud Light Welcome back to football, sports fans
4: Dashing through the store with a dollar in your hand Through the aisles you go, here's a winning grand Scratch your ticket now, blow away the dust And if you've
0: got the luck, you could win some bucks Oh, Tennessee Lottery, make your season green It just takes a little luck, a dollar and a dream Hey, Tennessee Lottery, making spirits bright Oh, what fun it is to play the lottery tonight Play new holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery Game-changing fun
1: Welcome back into our Bahamas Bowl preview show presented by E3 Construction Company Incorporated. Also, today's show is presented by Middle Tennessee Electric. want to thank them for their support of Blue Raider Athletics, Middle Tennessee Electric, your locally owned electric cooperative and trusted energy advisor. It's always fun to talk to Scott Schaefer about this Blue Raider defense, in particular this year, Scott, with you've you've uh, a lot of the things you and i talked about in 2020 mm-hmm. and you know you like were so close you know yeah. of doing some good things a lot of those things kind of came to fruition this year
12: yeah there's no doubt you know as we talked in the past the COVID year really really hit us hard because we were a young team and we really needed that spring ball not having that was was concerning to us we felt like we had talented kids uh but they were puppies and uh you know, you got to let them, you gotta let them uh, practice and play in the game and, and learn how to play the game uh, in a live setting. And, you know, early on, there were some things that was like, doggone it, man. And then all of a sudden it started, you know, the kids started understanding it and understanding it in the, in the uh, chaotic environment of the game. And uh, they've done a good job. You know, we got one more here to try to finish it off the way we want to, but I've been real, pr- real proud of the way the kids have worked at it all season long.
1: Yeah, when you look at at, at, at turnovers, you've you've been able to force thirty-one, yeah. and, and it's been balanced—fifteen um, uh, on fumbles, sixteen uh, through the air—and and, and uh, did you? I know you want to see that but yeah. did did you see that coming that kind of production
12: with experience and and recruiting yeah. and and kids that uh can make plays you know you anticipated as a coach and you know I've been lucky to be be with some teams that have led the country before um you know and you don't see as many interceptions this day and age you know there's one year we had 24 another year we had 22 or 23 Um, And now once you get over 15, all of a sudden, you know, you're up there pretty Mm -hmm. good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the RPO game and and a lot of the throws that are being made are not down the field like they used to be, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, But the kids have worked hard at it. Um, and the coaches have done a really good job teaching and coaching it and you got kids that have played a little more football so they're a little more savvy when they come into the pile they see two guys are on a guy and they put their face on the ball or they try to pry it loose or they try to punch it through and um you know, it's been great to see those those things happen this year because the kids have really worked hard at it. Even in the summer when the coaches weren't around, I mean, those were the drills that, that we showed them that we wanted them to do. And when we got to practice, they were doing them perfect. And uh, so it all goes back to the kids. The kids make the plays, and, and we're just lucky to have a bunch of kids that have really bought in and play, play hard.
1: Yeah, and you kind of stole my, my question right there a little bit because it, bowl season is a great time to – rewind and look back and and i remember the very first week of fall camp you talked about that just not really having to teach drills because because ferg and you know and 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 reed and greg grade and dq DQ all Mm kind of took that role on of of coaching up the young guys to where you didn't have to fool with that kind of stuff you got right into the meat and potatoes of your defense
12: that's right and you know like i always say it is about the kids and when you, you know, everybody talks about leadership, but leadership to me is organization. Uh, do you have a 21-year-old, 20-year-old you know, kid that has the ability to pull the masses with them and go to work on different things, whether it's on the field work or extra work in the weight room or coming up and watching videotape on their own? And that's the one thing I'll say about this group. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of seniors. You know, we have obviously a handful, and they're good players. Uh, obviously, Reed, DQ, Cody. Uh, Wayne's been a good special teams player. Uh, but we don't have a, a, a mass, you know, a group of men uh, that are going to be leaving, uh, which fires me up with Ferg coming back. And we have some good young guys that I think are going to be really good leaders as well and that probably excites me as much as anything because uh when when they buy in and they can teach what you're teaching them that's when you know you have a good team you know and mm-hmm. i think you could look across shoot the nba i got to watch the Bulls when pippen when pippen came with michael i was at northern illinois so i watched that real close and to see some of the things that guys like that were doing t- pulling the team together and try to manufacture that within your own programs pretty cool when it happens and the kids did a really good job with that
1: obviously a bowl game especially in a setting like this Mm -hmm. is a reward for players but how do you balance the workload and the fun factor with your guys and how do you address them on that
12: well you know we always talk about uh, uh approaching every day as a professional and i always tell them you know when you first get to college you got this this much time and then every year it just gets smaller and smaller so to learn how to have fun when it's time to have fun learn how to uh, address the situation when it's supposed to be more you know more serious and those types of things but it all starts with the kids do they buy into what you're teaching them and this group really has you know we had a good practice today and the kids had a good time last night they're running around having a good time Uh, and you know as a coach you're always concerned how they're going to respond after the first night at a bowl game uh, you know in all my years the first practice at the bowl game uh, has never been the best practice but they did a nice job today and I think that goes back to all those things we just uh, hit on.
1: Well you talk about the situation at hand and your history in the MAC with at Northern Illinois this Toledo team comes in scoring 34 points a game nearly 450 yards of offense it's a huge challenge.
12: It's a huge challenge I talked to all my friends that are still coaching in the MAC a lot of I mean a bunch of them uh, four schools that played them, and they said they're the most talented team in the MAC by far, um, and they have been for years. It was always them and us when I was over at NIU, Western Michigan. Uh, they're a talented team. They got uh, two good running backs, a quarterback that's young but very scary because he's talented. He can move it with his arm and his feet, and and they're well coached up front. Their offensive line does a great job holding blocks and coming off at the right time. Uh, So they, they got a group. There's a reason they're putting up so many points.
1: All right. Well, it's going to be fun, and appreciate your time all year. You got
12: it, man. It's been fun. Let's go get one more.
1: All right. Scott Schaefer, defensive coordinator for the Blue Raiders, you are watching and listening to the Bahamas Bowl preview from Learfield.
8: Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Coach Rick Stockstill. Have you heard about the MTSU debit card from Ascend Federal Credit Union? This is exactly what you need for your busy lifestyle. Need some cash? Use this card fee free at Ascend's two on-campus ATMs and at thousands of ATMs worldwide. Bank where the Blue Raiders belong. Ascend Federal Credit Union, exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics.
3: Ascend is federally insured by
0: NCUA. Visit us at ascend.org. Are you suffering from bad gift giving? Look for the signs. Do people avoid eye contact when opening your gifts? When your friends say, you really shouldn't have, do they really mean you really shouldn't have? On more than one occasion, have you been re-gifted the same gift you gifted that person the year before? If so, the new Holiday Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery might be right for you. Available now at your local retailer. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Side effects include invitations to more parties and less awkward looks at gift exchanges.
1: Welcome back into our Bahamas Bowl preview show presented by E3 Construction. Also want to remind you, the Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's local newspaper. Subscriptions to the Post are just $20 a year. For 52 issues, visit online at murfreesboropost.com today. Next up uh, on this Bahamas Bowl preview show is Brent Deerman, the uh, first-year offensive coordinator for the Blue Raiders. And, boy, what a year it has been. Uh, it has kept you busy from the get-go, hasn't it?
5: Yeah, it has. It's been a, a really fun year. Um, these guys are a great group to coach and enjoy coming to work every day. We enjoy working for Coach Stock, enjoy uh, the staff that we have. But but you look at uh, what you'll probably be alluding to of four quarterbacks. Of I think Mark told me on the plane yesterday we've played five or six different offensive line groupings up front in, in 12 games. Um, so it's, it's been a fun year of uh, figuring out who's going every week
1: yeah and, and w- with all of that in mind and in particular when you when you do uh, when you have had four quarter different quarterbacks throughout the year and and you'll play two this on, on Friday in the ball game uh, where did the biggest change in what you had to do to kind of put a plan together was it when when chase, was moved into the into the starting role, or after his after his season-ending injury?
5: It was probably after Chase's injury. You know, we we made a change of what kind of we are to best fit um, Bailey at the beginning of the year, uh, with him being more of a drop-back passer, um, and then Chase coming in um, because of his running ability. He really opened up the whole offense a little bit more. Uh, so our our coaches got got used to uh, planning the whole offense uh, for a few weeks and. Uh, we were on a roll there for a little bit. Chase is playing well and then when you got two young guys with with uh, with Mike and Nick, you know you, the biggest thing you try to go into every week is not putting too much on those guys of of uh, still trying to win, uh, but asking yourself every week or, or are we doing too much with him or uh, is he going to be able to handle it all? Uh, we're gonna be able to get enough looks for him. So I'd say the change when um when Chase got hurt.
1: Yep. Now you're gonna you have uh, Nick Vadiato and and uh and and, and Mike Delello that'll be going against Toledo on Friday and that's kind of been the way it's been the last two or three weeks of, of the season. Um how much does your offensive package change between the two or is there enough commonality in their skill set to where you can where you can uh, you know call plays without having to think too much about it
5: you know they both can do the whole thing um they're just one's a little bit better at something than the other is so you know mike is uh, an extra running back sometimes in the backfield um he's got a uh, a knack for running the football he's built kind of like a running back with broad shoulders he can take the hits um and then nick is is more of a true drop back passer so um but you've seen Mike do some drop back. You've seen Mike win games throwing the football. You know, last week he has a a, a big-time third-down conversion on a dig route. Um, I think it was the Southern Miss week he hits Jaron Pierce over the middle of the field for a deep post, um, and then Nick has used his legs a little bit as well. So they both can do it. Uh, we just would rather them do what they're better at.
1: Yep, and this year obviously, uh, I'm no rocket scientist here, but when you guys have been able to take care of the football and run it effectively, you've been at your best.
5: Absolutely, you know when when uh, we don't turn it over and that's any team in the country, when you don't turn the ball over, you eliminate uh, mistakes like that. Um, also, if you probably throw in pre-snap penalties uh, with false starts and those things, um, that'd probably help out with winning as well, and then uh, the the games that we've got the ground game going, uh, you know, the inconsistency we've had at, at running back as well. with playing five different guys in the running back room. Uh, nobody has really been able to get a true feel. I think Martel Petaway has been able to here as of late. But the
1: games that we've been able to run the ball, uh, we've been able to win those games. Another position, and uh, we'll get back to running back in just a minute, but when the two deep, public two deep, came out for the bowl game, I'm thinking, boy, Eric Magwood's going to be a, a, a very busy guy because he's on there as a backup at right tackle, a starter at right guard, and a backup at left tackle. So I, I know we had, you had to put names in there, but, but Magwood, you, you like having guys like him who can be versatile and play multiple positions.
5: Yes, um, you know. Uh, between him, Stephen Lasoya has played a bunch of different spots as well. So those two guys are kind uh, of our, our Swiss Army knife, our our utility knife. Marcus Greer's uh, done some uh, of you know, that. Marcus Greer's played the the all the three positions inside. Um, I think um, it just helps our football team with those guys' overall knowledge just growing a little bit. Uh, but you don't want to be in situations where you're having to use guys to be a utility situation. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. Now, back to that running back position. What are you going to have at your disposal this week?
5: I should have four out of the five. Um, okay. you know, it It's uh, one of the better situations we've been into this year. You know, there's some <laughs> some weeks we've had two out of the five. Uh, so it's been um, trying to get guys. You know, playing running backs all about a feel, and, and you get into a groove, and it's been tough to, for these guys to get into a groove between injury, between COVID, between all different kinds of situations.
1: Um, so we feel like uh, some of these guys are ready to go. One of the things we talked about in the preseason that has certainly held up as the year has gone along, we said that the receiving core was probably going to be one of the real strengths of this offense, and they certainly have. Yes,
5: they have. You know, um, between uh, Jimmy Marshall has been the biggest uh, kind of surprise, I think, for some people, but it's not really a surprise to our staff. You know, he makes that switch where he comes in and, and plays kind of that flex position for us where he does a little bit of tight end, plays a little bit of receiver. Um, and I I guarantee he would never have thought he'd lead us in receiving uh, after he made that switch. And then uh, we've got a lot of explosive guys when we get them in the ball, between Jalen Lane, between Yusuf Ali, Jaron Pierce, that you have on today as well. Um, And then we got two of the big-body guys with CJ and Isaiah that are are, are big physical guys. So we've been really pleased with how those guys have played.
1: Well, my partner, West Counts, really likes it when you throw the ball to the defensive tackles.
5: Yeah, (laughs) right now I think we're (laughs) uh, two for two. Yeah, our, our uh, completion percentage is a hundred percent when we go uh, to a D lineman, um, but you know those guys it, it creates some energy for us too at offense when we bring those guys over. They love coming over. Our guys love seeing them uh, come over on our side. So um, uh, we we really enjoy that heavy D package.
1: Yeah, I know you guys uh, want to take care of your own business, but uh, you know the Toledo defense very athletic, good chat a big challenge.
5: Yes, they are. They're very sound in what they do. Um, they're, they're probably going to play uh, the most sound defense that we've seen all year. They stay in their gap. Um, they play man coverage in, in a lot of different uh, areas. They show different looks to the quarterbacks to get to those, those coverages. Um, I think their defensive line is very active. So it's going to give us some challenges.
1: All right. Well, good luck to you. And it's been fun this first year. It's been real fun, Chip. All right. Brent Dearman, Blue Raider Offensive Coordinator. We're going to take a timeout. This is the Bahamas Bowl preview from E3 Construction and Learfield.
10: You trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio conditioning and weights. And now you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance. All without spilling a drop of your ice cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans.
8: Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Coach Rick Stockstill. Have you heard about the MTSU debit card from Ascend Federal Credit Union? This card is exactly what you need for your busy lifestyle. Use it online and in stores. Purchases are automatically deducted from your Ascend checking account, and you can even add the card to your mobile wallet for ultimate convenience. Bank where the Blue Raiders belong. Ascend Federal Credit Union, exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Ascend is federally insured by
3: NCUA. Visit us
8: at ascend.org.
3: E3 Construction Company, Inc. is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics. E3 was founded in 2003 by Ms. Stephanie Evans, a former Blue Raider cheerleader, dance team captain, and is a graduate of the accounting and CIM programs. E3 Construction Company has pledged to donate to the Blue Raider Athletic Association for each interception by your Blue Raider defense. Let's go Blue Raiders!
1: Welcome back into our Bahamas Bowl preview show presented by E3 Construction. Also, today's show is brought to you in part by the Lee Company. Blue Raider fans get ahead of the game with the best home services team in town for your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, and home improvement needs. Lee Company is the team to call 615-867-1000 or online at leecompany.com. Proud to have uh, Director of Athletics Chris Masaro join us as we get toward the end of this show. We've talked a lot of football with the coaches. We've talked about uh, being in Dr. McPhee's hometown, home country. And now, for you as a director of athletics, uh, uh, the part of where it is a reward for a a, 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 a season well done for, for your football team. You always want to win more but to be able to get to this level and be uh, in the bowl conversation year after year is a big deal.
13: It is a big deal and, and it's important for us to be in the bowl season. We're the lead off, tomorrow we kick off, we're the first bowl game uh, to go and, and that's untold publicity for our university that We'll be, uh, really the entire month of December, we're featured. We'll be on the ESPN scroll. So it's a, it's a great thing for us uh, to be able to be here. And the Bahamas Bowl is a great experience for your players. Uh, it's it's a fantastic place to be and and chip i don't think i've ever talked to you in a nicer <laughs> setting than this so so we'll have to work hard to find another place <laughs>
1: absolutely uh is tahiti got a ball coming up yeah, or something I don't like know. that I but don't know. Uh, uh you know it has been a it's been a very unique fall to say the least yeah. uh and and this being kind of uh, the uh, we put the bow on the present under the christmas tree and and if when you look back on this fall with everything that's gone by you've had a a very unique football season with uh where your your team has had four different quarterbacks yeah. to start games you've had uh you know uh, everything from conference talks things like that it's been it's been unique and a lot of challenges to to have been worked on
13: yeah and you overlay COVID on top of that it, it's been a it's been a lot of work and a lot of stress on our student-athletes, and let's be clear that 6-6 six and six isn't what we want to be. And so, uh, But, however, given the circumstances of the season that you outlined, four different quarterbacks and, and just what a struggle that can be, and, and I'm not sure there's any bowl team that's started and played as many quarterbacks in meaningful games than we have. And to be able to achieve that, and the, the rest of the guys have really rallied around it, and uh, our, our two freshman quarterbacks have played well coming in and given us this opportunity to, to, to beat Toledo and to, to have a chance for a winning season and to give us a lot of momentum for next year. When you look at our players and kind of what we return, we return an awful lot of talent, and so I think next year could be a big year for us.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right, it is, and this is also – we're into, uh, I guess, the second or third year of where the transfer portal right. uh, is coming in. We also are now seeing student athletes dealing with name, image, and likeness. It is it is a different animal than yeah. uh, than when you signed up to get into into college athletics uh, just a few years
8: it's ago. It's very
13: different, and. I think we have some advantages in the in the transfer portal. I mean, we're a great place to be. I think that's why our facilities project is monumentally important uh, for us to be able to put facilities together so we can be a, even more attractive to possible transfers and to keep the talent we have, Chip and so that's really important the most important thing we have in the off season is that build blue campaign and to, and to, to really get that uh, project funded so we can fix up the murphy center so we can finish off the operations building and to launch that thing forward so uh, we've got to do a better job in the transfer portal uh, I think there are a lot of opportunities there for us and when we pair that with our facilities I think we can really make it work you've been uh,
1: over over the the years you've always been one who I know has helped me to kind of get my focus back on student-athletes a lot of times because sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees (laughs) when things get so big but but uh, you know here we are we talked about this but you know the the student-athlete process and and something you mentioned earlier of of what they have had to endure the last year and a half and and how they have done it pretty much seamlessly
13: well and yeah, when you put the focus on the student-athlete, then their priorities are their athletic development and their academic development. We've talked a little bit about the athletic development and what great leadership this team has and, and how they persevered to, to finish in a, bowl, in a bowl situation. And then uh, we recently released uh, our graduation success rate, and we're fifth in the country in graduating our football student-athletes. So to me, that's monumentally important. Uh, that's given them Stuff for life. And uh, Coach Stock does a tremendous job with them. Uh, He does a tremendous job, Chip, of you seeing firsthand kind of with the care and the love that he has for them and the love that the players return to him. And we graduate our student athletes, and to me, that's monumentally important. Uh, it always will be and it's important to coach stock and i'm really proud about that in our football program
1: and those student athletes on a national stage tomorrow at 11 a.m central time and and uh in in 30
13: seconds what do you want to see tomorrow well i want to see a w Uh, i want to see uh, i think it's important for us to score points our defense has played well and and our offense needs to score some points and I, i think going back to the graduation piece that I think what our fans will see is 17 of them uh, are, are, will be playing as graduates of Middle Tennessee State University. So so I want to see all that uh, tomorrow. All
1: right. Thanks for the Thanks, time, Chris. Thanks, Chip. Take right, care, man. Enjoy much. your trip. To put a wrap on this, let's uh, kind of dive into the football and the matchup a little bit more. Our Blue Raider Network analyst, Wes Counts, the Blue Raider Hall of Famer, joining us. In, and Wes, it it is kind of interesting when you when you write the the headline of this matchup, you've got a defense that has been the number one in the country of getting turnovers, and you have an offense for Toledo that has been the very best of not turning it over.
7: Yeah, it's a it's going to be an interesting match matchup. I mean, you've got Toledo, uh Toledo that takes care of the football very well, uh, and then you got Middle that that gets the ball very well, so. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a heck of a matchup, and it's two pretty good coach football teams.
1: All right, let's talk about where middle is right now uh, on both sides of the football. Uh, actually, we'll kind of touch on all three sides of football. But on the offensive side, the job that Brent Deerman has done in his first year of of of, of managing through the waves of having. Four different starting quarterbacks in 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 one season—it's pretty admirable. No,
7: it's uh to to go through four. It's rough to go through two, and you you get down to number four that you planned on redshirting, and, and now he's in the fire. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, they talk about next man up, but it's tough. It's tough for everybody because you get a rhythm. I mean, they 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 always told me the first guy gets seventy percent of the reps, second guy gets thirty, the third guy's through osmosis. Yeah. So I mean once you get to the fourth guy then i mean you're just hoping for anything to go your way
1: so it really says a lot about nick vadiato what he's done and you know and, and not that the coaches did this but it was really unfair for him to to get the where he actually had to be thrown in there was against Western Kentucky and a in a a guy uh, on that defensive line D'Angelo Malone who ended up being a two-time conference player of the year and had he had his lumps but the thing was he let it go right off his back.
7: Yeah, he he, he battled through it and and you got to remember Nick didn't even play high school football last year because yeah. of COVID. They, they they he joined like a travel team and just traveled around Florida playing whoever they could. So uh, you know for him to step in there against a really good defense so I mean he hung in there he made some mistakes but he's bounced back pretty well
1: yep the uh, the running back position and and has been a work in progress all year long Martel Petaway has kind of uh, risen to the top a little bit
7: yeah he's started looking good I think that a uh, that realization of it's over for him as, yeah. uh, as a senior has kicked in the last three or four games and he's really risen and uh, I mean without him they probably wouldn't be here with that run he had against FAU
1: yep this year the receiving core we knew was going to be good going in you have veterans like CJ Windham and Jimmy Marshall who have produced exactly like you thought they would but to have a guy like Jaron Pierce have another good year but Jalen Lane is a young guy he and Isaiah Gathings have kind of taken that group up a level
7: yeah Jalen Lane's come on uh he's made a lot of plays uh Tough. He doesn't go down easy. You know, Yusuf Ali's in the same boat. Yep. Uh, you know, just giving the football and those guys will, will fight and it takes two or three guys to bring him down. That's unusual for for smaller wide receivers.
1: Yep. Now let's talk about the defensive side of the football. They've been a fun group to watch as the years gone along uh, from Jordan Ferguson and his guys up front to DQ Thomas in the linebacking core, back to Reed Blankenship, Greg Great in the secondary. They've all had their moments throughout the year.
7: Yeah, they have. They've they've really leaned on each other. If, if one, you know, one matchup isn't going their way, the other two pick them up. So, I mean, the linebackers uh, have really played well up front. They've been solid all year. The front seven, front eight guys. Uh, the rotation on defensive lines done a heck of a job, and then on the back end with with your seniors Reed and uh, Greg Great, they've just they've led the way.
1: What's been the key for them to get 31 turnovers?
7: Hey, I think it's just Coach Schaefer is so aggressive. I mean, even toward the end of the FAU game, you know, you could see a prevent uh, situation was where you could see a prevent. They're still going after him. They're blitzing. They're playing man coverage. He just believes in those guys enough to do the right thing and, and lets him be very aggressive. And, I mean, they don't sit back and just play base defense very often. They're going after people. And and when you do that, especially nowadays with the quarterback play right now, you're going to get interceptions. You're going to get turnovers. You're going to have bad, uh, bad plays. So that's huge.
1: All right, time for a 60-second scouting report on Toledo. They are good on both sides of the ball.
7: They really are. Up front, they're on defense. They're really good. Uh, Jamal Hines, number 91, I mean, between him and Joe Ferguson, uh, it, it's going to be a heck of a game with the 91s. But on offense, they do a really good job. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, the quarterback uh, is, has 16 touchdowns to one interception all year. Uh, he's only 60% passing, but he takes care of the football. Their running back, uh, Kobach, is a machine. He's uh, almost 1,300 yards. All-Mac, they got eight All-Mac guys uh, on offense and defense. So, it's going to be a battle. They're a good football team. And like Coach Stock said, they've only lost four games by three points or less. Uh, so yeah. And they lost Notre Dame by three. So, they're a good football team.
1: Yeah, and, and special teams are going to play a role. We've noticed today. You know, the breeze is pretty good around here. Chances are you're going to have that on game day. So the kicking game is going to play a role.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Special teams and, and, and trick plays in a, in a bowl game, they, they end up making making a big deal. And and as much as the win was, there's going to be a good side and a bad side. So that's going to be very critical in the fourth quarter.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Wes. I want to remind folks, our coverage on the Blue Raider Network begins at 9.30 a.m. with our tailgate show kickoff just after 11 a.m. Central Time as Middle Tennessee will have their second trip to the Bahamas Bowl as they take on the Toledo Rockets. For all of the folks who have been part of our show today, I want to say thank you very much, and uh, be sure to join us for our coverage that continues from E3 Construction, our presenting sponsor today for this bowl preview show. I'm Chip Walter saying thanks for being with us, and good afternoon and good night from the Bahamas on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.